0: All
1: right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Occasional Sports Podcast with Dewey and Goop. I am Dewey. I am Goop. And we are here to give you all of your occasional sports knowledge for all the occasional sports you occasionally watch. And Ryan here is... Not only our co-host and starter of this podcast, but he's also a new father for the second time. Yes. And a recent college graduate. Yes. Let's give it up for Ryan.
0: Big moments in my life. You you talk about the title of this, The Occasional Sports. The last time we did the podcast was... uh, it's been an occasional minute. Yeah, it's been an then. occasional minute. It's been a little while. Yeah. So.
1: yeah. we You know, just a lot of stuff going on. Life happens. Mm. And uh, Ryan had those big monumental events. And so he was a little preoccupied with those, rightfully so. Those things are way important than an occasional podcast that we occasionally. It's in do. the
0: title. You shouldn't have expected anything <laughs> else.
1: Yeah, I'd like to be more regular, um, but you know. maybe we'll eventually call it the regular sports podcast. <laughs> but we put that clause in the title for a reason because we knew, like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just something to expect. So um, our apologies to our loyal listeners out there that have uh, have missed our our sweet serenades. Um, but you know life happens. And but now we're back and we're ready to talk some sports. And what perfect time do we reunite than just after the NBA NBA finals finish and, the, and and tonight is even the exact night of the NBA draft. This is
0: where I geek out the most.
1: You do. I I actually you told my huge wife off-season geek.
0: My wife she's like, "Let's what plans? You're not in school anymore. Let's go do something. What do you got planned this week?" And I said, Honey, Thursday night, <laughs> I want to come home and just watch the draft. And yeah, she is the best. She took care of both the girls, let me go sit in my office with really? my laptop and dual monitor. Wow. And I watched the draft on one screen, kept Twitter up with the other so I could wow. see all of the updated wash bombs,
1: you know. <laughs> Wow, that is dedication. Way to go, Amy. Yes. Kudos to Amy. Mother of the year, but I geek out on draft night. Yes, Ryan is all about the contracts, the negotiations. Free agency. The salary cap. What does this team got to do? Well, they can't do this. What about the CBA? And, And me, really, I'm not... I'm not like that. I'm more about like the in-game strategy stuff mm-hmm. and like seeing plays develop and things. That's what I like about sports. So you get kind of the full perspective here with with doing the goop, right? Oh yes. So that's that's why we're such a great team. Occasionally, such a great team. <laughs> um, so first, we wanted to kind of talk, a little, do a little recap on the NBA playoffs um, since we never podcasted. They the happened. Album. They happened. Between yes. Then and um, now. the Toronto Raptors. Won the NBA playoffs. Surprisingly. Or, surprisingly. I don't think anybody had them picked. Oh, everyone had season.
0: the Warriors
1: as a shoe-in. Yes. And they were right there until the game, I guess, what was it, game six? Or, well, when, no, when they finished. I mean, out the, until injuries happened, I guess. The thing
0: is, though, like, the Raptors picked up game one, which was surprising. No one thought that the Raptors would win game one. They thought they were. Everyone assumed Warriors were going to sweep. But then the Warriors took game two, so you're like, okay, tied they're back up. on track.
1: Yeah. Kevin Durant was still out. Mm-hmm.
0: But then they went down to the Bay Area. Yeah. Cause I think they're in Oakland currently. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're in Oakland. And they took two down there.
1: Yeah. So Raptors played great on the road. Yes. Stole a couple games. Um, and played really well overall. So that was that was a big deal. Uh, Raptors. Winning the NBA Finals. But I, before we get more into that, I wanted to talk about the Utah Jazz and their play brief playoff stint. Oh, yes. Uh, the Jazz lost in five games to the Houston Rockets, and really, like, it wasn't really close. It
0: was rough. I mean... Game one and two in Houston were kind Ooh, of
1: blowouts. Those were really game rough.
0: three was close. I watched yeah. that and I was so frustrated. The Jazz should have won that.
1: That was well. That was that was a should have win for the Jazz. Yeah. Um, James Harden played terribly.
0: He went oh for fifteen through yeah. the first three quarters. Yeah,
1: it was right there for the Jazz to mm-hmm. win, but they just couldn't hit a shot. Yeah, and then it came. Then they even st- still had a chance at the end, and they still blew it. Mm-hmm. And then they did squeak out a win in Game Four. Mm-hmm. They won that, but you know it wasn't a big deal because Just, we all knew it was inevitable. Yeah, too much of a margin to overcome for Game Five. Mm-hmm. So, so. What, do you, what do you think was the Jazz problem? Because okay. like previous previous two years, the Jazz have made it to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, they beat the Clippers two years ago, and then mm-hmm. they beat the thunder last year. So that's like that's like the minimum, right? Mm-hmm. That's the standard. And we they didn't reach that this year. No. Why is that?
0: I think the biggest issue that w- was facing the Jazz this year was shooting from beyond in, the arc. Inconsistency. Yeah.
1: Inconsistent. Cuz inconsistent. Inconsistent, yeah. Yeah. they were occasionally good to stick with them. They our, had shooters on the team. Yes.
0: Um I mean in a mid-season trade I think or was it mm-hmm. the season before they picked up Corver Yeah mid-season but only problem is Corver was not as
1: He's 36 on par as he was his
0: first <laughs> stint with the Jazz yes. Rubio was hit and miss Rubio with his is, shot
1: and his play Yeah Rubio is he's not a great shooter no and that is why you see some of the recent moves the Jazz have made that we'll touch yes. on later
0: and and so and and Crowder I love Crowder as he's, a jazz man. He's streaky, though. And we will come back to him, but yes, he was streaky, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a consistent shooting from Crowder would have yeah. been super helpful.
1: Yeah, and even Joe Ingles, who's a really good three-point shooter. Jingle my Ingles. He was off in the playoffs yeah. for whatever whatever the reason be.
0: And, and the other thing that goes with the shooting, a lot of teams in the NBA now field shooters from positions one through four, even up to five. Yeah, Everyone on the floor... It's kind of the new game of the NBA. Everyone can shoot the three. But with the Jazz, some of the lineups we had, we only had three shooters. At some points, only two
1: shooters out on the court. Right. Yeah. Oftentimes, um, teams didn't need to guard Ricky Rubio Mm because he was off and he was on the court. I think probably the most consistent three-point shooter in that series was Royce O'Neal. Yeah. Which he's not really the first name that comes to mind oh, when no. you think of three point shooting. Up right? and
0: coming, great. Yeah. Up and oh, jazz, I think he's a great
1: great fit for the Jazz. Yeah. Can play multiple positions and different things, reliable from the outside for the most part, but he's not like the names that you think of, right? Yeah. He's not
0: Can can I just also talk a little bit we're still on the Houston series? The defense the Jazz had to play on Harden. Do you remember yes. seeing yes. that? Yes, they played behind him. Yes, like they literally stood right to next mm-hmm. to slightly behind Harden just to let him drive the hoop because they had to go bear down right. low. I mean, he would defend, but they didn't want Harden
1: shooting right. the three. So they did that in game one, like exclusively in game one. Yeah. And Harden had a career. like He had a great night. Mm-hmm. Triple-double or something, rather. Um, and then they, they didn't do that exclusively. They did it at times mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the series. Um, but, I, you know, anything Quinn Snyder does... I'm gonna agree with. He's a defensive specialist. Yes. yes. And so. Uh, yeah, and he, and he had a strat like it was part of his research and his strategy with that. So like, I don't understand it, but no. I'm gonna trust Quinn. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So and like he's he's done other things throughout the year. Like he stopped um, Giannis at Like he had a special defense that the Raptors then stole. To beat the, the bots in one. No, it, no, it was, uh, they, they just created like a wall in the lane. Oh, okay. So that Giannis couldn't drive. Cause, like, you they put their five man out there on him because that's what Giannis is. And then, yeah. He just, like, drives to the lane and dunks, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you create a wall and the guard the shooters and then force Giannis to shoot from the outside. And so Quinn, Quinn did that when they played. And you watch the Raptors, they did that too. That's how they won the game. And, like, he's done other, like, game plans, like, um, You know, like he'll specifically stop so and so from getting to the left elbow because yeah. 75% of their points come from going through the left elbow. You know, some crazy statistic, I, I, and he goes out and he stops it. I
0: feel like that's the analytics that the mm-hmm. NBA doesn't really research. They always talk about your mm-hmm. offensive percentages, right. and like Daryl Morrill, GM of Houston, is yeah. known as an analytics guy, yeah. but he looks strictly at offense. I like the defensive analytics yeah. and, and also your opponent's analytics. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I think that's something that the Jazz do better than. Most other teams mm-hmm. is uh, using those analytics and then working them into the game plan. Yeah, um, I David Locke, voice of the Jazz, always spouting off analytics and stats, and that's where I get most of most of this knowledge from. But he said that teams that trail by more than six points, or teams that are ahead by more than six points in the final two minutes of the game, they win eighty something percent of the time. But if if you are leading by more than by eight points or more, so just one more bucket eight points or more, less than two minutes, two minutes or less in the game, you win 92%, 93% of the time. So it jumps up dramatically. Yeah. And that goes, so in the NBA finals, remember the Raptors were up by six. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two minutes to go. They call a timeout. Kind of controversial whether you should have done that or not. Yeah. But, like, if the Raptors score one, one more possession, game's over. Oh, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they came down. They missed it. Bang, bang, bang! Three pointers. Warriors up. They end up winning. Yeah, going back anyway. But that was those are like some of the statistics that are used, how they're used in different things. And you saw a prime example of it there in the NBA Finals. Yeah. So let's
0: talk on the finals. I mean. Yeah. So the Jazz lost. Houston went on to Golden
1: State. Yep. Katie goes on with it. That was an ugly, ugly series. I yeah, feel it, felt it
0: like. was. I mean, Houston. It, it's interesting because now we're finding out more things. Some anemone behind, yeah. behind the scenes now, but then back then. But KD goes down with an injury, and everyone thought Houston had a chance.
1: The Warriors and the Clippers, they went six games. So they, they, had, Which, they had a bit of a challenge. It was a little unexpected. Everyone right? thought it would be a sweep. Mm-hmm. And then the Rockets and the Warriors also went six. Mm-hmm. And um, Portland, they just love to play basketball. Well, I guess they they did pretty well against the um, against the Thunder. They 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 took that care of them four one. The, but then say, they went seven games with the Nuggets, which was a great series. That was a great series. A fight that I'm looking forward to this next upcoming season. Yes.
0: Is Lillard versus Westbrook? Those two hate each other. Yes. Which was very evident.
1: That was in- very that was very fun to see. Yes. Um, I think. Um, I'll take Damian Lillard's side anytime, especially over Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Although Russell Westbrook, he's like that little bit of crazy, that like I don't know if I want to cross him. You know what I mean? Oh no, you don't want to cross him. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like NBA playoffs were so good on the East side. It was really entertaining. Um, we they had we had the Sixers and the so the first round was kind of bland. Right? Yeah. But the second round was awesome. Um, the Celtics and the Bucks. That went five games, mm-hmm. but it was pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, Celtics won first game, and then Bucks won four in a row, which is impressive. And then the Sixers and the Raptors went full seven games. That Kawhi last Leonard, shot. Last shot. Bounced on, hung on the rim, I think, for four seconds. They oh, said. yeah. It was incredible. And then Raptors, they went down 2 1, right? They went
0: down 0 2. 0 2,
1: and then they won four in a row. Four is straight. That, yeah, yeah, you're right. And people were like, oh, it's over. Bucks are going to move on. Giannis is, is the real deal. And then freaking Kawhi took over and led his team to an NBA championship and finals MVP.
0: How do you think DeMar DeRozan feels? You know. Yeah. Got traded at the beginning of the season. I mean, yeah. he was he Toronto. He was the Raptors.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, the... The move made by the Raptors GM was a gutsy, gutsy move. It was. And then the move mid-season to get um, Gasol as well and another gutsy move. And, like, those, like, NBA is a business. hmm And you got to remember that. And it really sucks because these guys mean a lot to the city. The city means a lot to them and the organization and things, but... I mean, clearly he made the right call because they won well, it.
0: On the other side of that, I mean, talking, because you had to get rid of DeMar, but on the Kawhi side, um, everyone knew Kawhi wanted to play in LA. He wanted to go from the Spurs to LA. Mm-hmm. And Toronto took a chance. And most people said this is a one year rental. Yeah, you know, he's not going to stay, but they won the freaking NBA championship. It paid off, didn't it? And so now I think more GMs are kind of
1: starting to say maybe
0: it. I take a risk. Yeah. And I trade for a guy who may leave in free agency, yeah. but if we can deliver something.
1: I think you got to you got to kind of evaluate the field, right? Yeah. With it. Um I mean, the Raptors did, organization didn't know that Kevin Durant was going to get hurt. No, but no. I mean, they could tell that the East, they saw the East, and they're like, "Hey, we could win that mm-hmm. for sure." Then we'll get to the finals, and who knows what'll happen. Yeah. right? And so I think the NBA opened has opened up a little bit more, mm-hmm. and even more so with these recent injuries with yeah. Kevin Durant, different things. Well,
0: and then um, I don't know if we mentioned this on the last podcast or something that's happened between Anthony Davis, yes, of the of the Pelicans, demanded a trade. Yes, and teams were looking at him and possibly seeing, can we roll the dice? One year rental, because yeah. he's been pretty adamant he wants yeah. the Lakers, and so I think
1: but, you also have to have assets to give up. Yeah, they're not going to trade him away for nothing. Like no. if the Jazz were to trade for Anthony Davis, oh, we'd have to give up too much. Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, yeah, like give up or both, both of them, probably. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is not worth it to let then have him walk away as a free agent, right? And um, but with Toronto, there, like Demar Derozan, he'd been there, he'd done a lot. But they were able to, to package a deal and swing it. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I feel bad for him, but like I, I think he's happy for the Raptors. Oh effect, yeah. so, you know. Anyway, um, but let's talk a minute about Kawhi Leonard and his play in the NBA Finals. Have you seen? What would you compare his performance to? I, I don't know. Player or outside organization or, like, a maestro or, like, what would you compare it to? I don't know. Because, like,
0: the biggest thing I remember from his performance, he had some great stats, but there was some some shots toward the end that just drove me up the wall. Wait,
1: so you're criticizing his performance? A little bit. A little bit. What are
0: you talking about? Well, like... He would, he, he would be on a hot streak on baskets, like, get him the ball, that's great. But then, like, th- two or three times in a row, he dribbles into a double team, and he would lose it off the dribble, you know? And that would spark a Warriors comeback. And he wasn't really looking to pass off that. And granted, you don't want your best, your, your best guy to look to dish, but I'm like, I'll give you the first turnover. Your second and third... I'm kind of like, dude. I would, I
1: would have to see specific examples to agree with this with yeah. you. But, and and like, I, I am
0: th- focusing on just the negative because his play overall yeah. greatly outshines that. But those still bother me
1: <laughs> very much. Well, you think about in game five, like he had a chance to take the game-winning shot. He got <laughs> double-teamed and he passed out of it.
0: That one, yeah, that was good. But, like, there but was then he a gets lot.
1: criticized for not taking the shot but anyway. But
0: there was a lot where he's just like... Dribbling into the coverage, trying to split the defenders, and loses the ball a lot.
1: Well, and I don't love that. But so let's talk about his good play. Oh, okay. that—that was what the question was more geared towards. <laughs> to the good stuff. Yeah, to the good stuff. Um, like there was that point. I think it was in game five when he scored ten points in two minutes mm-hmm. and like gave them the lead. See, for like, that, that for was me
0: Was a blink, and like I missed it. Like yeah. it happened. But I just look back because I'm like, Kawhi's not in the game. But then you're like, wait a minute. Here's the stat that he just scored
1: yeah. ten in a row. Yeah, it's, he, that's his style of play. He had he had his he's a, he has a quiet night. Mm-hmm. Like he's never like light up the. Scoreboard. It's not a flashy
0: style of play. Yeah,
1: he's she's hitting mid range jumpers. Getting mm-hmm. getting re, board man gets paid. Getting puts putbacks. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Kawhi letter phrase things. Board like man gets paid. Yeah, things like that. Um, and so, yeah, he, he kind of has a – like, the, I remember the game one, Pascal Siakam had, like, 30 oh, points. Oh, yeah, he was. And Kawhi had, like, 20. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, that's not going to happen. That, that won't happen anymore. Warriors will come back. Because Pascal can't score 30 points every night. Mm-hmm. And you're right. He can't. No. But guess who can? It's Kawhi Leonard. Well, and really, like you just need that distribution. No matter who scores what. After that. 30, 20, 15. Yeah. In 10. the other games, the great thing about the Raptors is Kawhi
0: kept steady his scoring. Yeah. But, you know, maybe um, Siakam didn't have Siakam that points a, on game yeah. two. But I know Gasol had a killer game. Yeah. Kyle and Lowry. Lowry had a killer out. They had enough other guys who yeah. would pick that up. But Kawhi was the yeah. steady.
1: Yeah. They, did, they just had to have you know certain guys score that many points and whoever it was. Anyway, it worked out, and that's what I really. Fred Van Vleet played outside oh, his mind. I've always liked Fred Van Vleet because ever since he was a Wichita State Shocker. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I was like oh, undrafted. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't get drafted because yeah. I remember watching him play and command the floor. He was a, he was a real floor general, right? I was amazed. At, it's kind of a Drake lookalike too.
0: Yes, he looks just like Drake until he lost those like chipped his ch- teeth. Ch- chipped his tooth. Yep. But in and I don't know which game I was watching, but like Van Fleet had a few threes, but like he missed yeah. the wide opens. Yeah. He always hit the it's shot gotta, clock coming down. It's be a
1: tougher shot. Guard in your yeah.
0: face that you're like, oh, you're gonna miss this, and that's the one he always level, hit.
1: Yeah, The level of difficulty has to be higher. Oh yeah. And the higher it is, the more the better chance he has of making. And it. that's it And that's what amazed me about. His play. Yeah, I really like Fred Van Blee. I was even looking up like his contract. I'm like, how can the Jazz get him? <laughs> but it's, he's locked up, for yeah. a, at least for a bit. And they'll probably lock him up even longer because he played mm-hmm. awesome. Because he had a baby. and His wife oh, had a yeah. baby. His and then style of
0: play. Yeah, or yeah. not his style. His play his shooting increased percentage. after yeah. the baby. Yeah,
1: maybe... Maybe a bowl for you too. On hey, those you know what? Pickup games. That's now. it. I gotta go start playing Saturday some church morning, ball. Saturday
0: morning basketball. I had a baby, I'm gonna start like shoot, making it rain.
1: Shoot some threes. There That's we bad. go. So now that the NBA finals are over, it was good, it was great and everything. And In- injuries. Oh yes. So Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. You remember um, watching that? You sent me that little yeah, clip. Yeah, so like you can see when he plants his foot, his Achilles recoils into his calf and you can oh. see his calf muscle ripple. Um so he's done nine months to a year.
0: They, they say he's not playing next year.
1: Yeah, that'd probably be the smart thing. Um, and then in the closeout game, game six, uh, Clay Thompson goes up for a dunk, gets challenged, comes down. Not a dirty play at all, just, you know, aggressive He play. just landed weird. Just landed weird on his knee, tore his ACL. Um, he's, he's done for nine months to a year. And it's
0: amazing because... He had 30 points yeah. before that and everyone knew they were on the moment. They had momentum like, too and he things. was going to he would be the sole reason yep. that they were going to win that game. I guess there's this thing called Game 6 clay. Uh, Apparently he has a history of game 6s really like up. When they were down 3-1 to the Thunder yeah. wouldn't, without he had a killer game 3. Really? And I think they had game or right, game six. 6. Okay. And I think against the Cavs on one of them he had a killer game 6 as well. Huh. And so there's this thing that exists. Clay Thompson in game six is just an animal. That's pretty cool. But he uh, landed mm. weird.
1: And now he uh, doesn't have an ACL. With both of those guys being free agents. Yes, that totally shifts and adjusts the off-season market. Um, and the it really shakes up free agency because everybody is yeah. waiting on... Kevin Durant, what's he gonna do? Yeah. It's the first domino to fall. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, will he come back to the Warriors? Are the Warriors gonna re-sign Clay? And they got all these other people. But everybody's waiting for Kevin Durant, what he's gonna do. And like now, I don't know if teams are gonna wait, but like still nobody knows what some he's gonna do. Some teams.
0: I think some teams have like were possibly hoping to get in and be like, we're gonna make a pitch. Once the injury hit, I think some of those teams are like, no, we're yeah. gonna But there's some teams like The freaking Knicks are a mess, but they have still said they're willing to offer the full max to KD and be like, and we know full well you're going to be sitting out.
1: Well, and then there's like, you know, KD and Kyrie, they're buddies. Kyrie just opted out of the Celtics, or he's likely going to. He opted out. Um, He officially opted out. And then, like, he kind of seems to be all buddy-buddy with the Nets. But, like, why the Nets and not the Knicks? Like, I don't understand the difference. I know, like, the Knicks are a little bit more of a mess organizational-wise. But, like, why choose one over the other? The best thing you do is you look at the performance of the team
0: with the the ownership and how things are going. Right. I mean, when was the last time the Knicks were in the playoffs? You know, ownership, the owner, it's a mess. The Nets were in the playoffs this year. You know? they. I think they were the eighth seed. I can't remember which one they had. They stole one game, of who they played against.
1: Yeah,
0: and I want to say sixth seed. Actually, Six seed. Okay,
1: I remember them in uh, the 76ers. Sixers.
0: That's it. Because Simmons and Dudley, Dudley were getting yeah, into they had a, some
1: beef going on. Yeah,
0: now. but like, so you've you've got a playoff contender. So they have a lot of upside. And you go join an already playoff contender, you just continue that trend. Yeah. But you are in New York and I wanna say I think Kyrie is from Brooklyn. Is he? So you are, you know, your home borough.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. So and like Katie and Kyrie kinda wanna team up. They talk about. I read one report,
0: though, that said the Nets may not want to sign Kyrie if they can't get KD2. Yeah. They like the this have is been both. The Nets we have been want. clear
1: in space like crazy. Yeah. They did a trade pre draft. In the draft, they're even like trading picks away and players. They and still
0: need to clear up a little more, but they have the money to get two guys.
1: Yeah. So that could be really interesting um, what happens there. There's talk of Kyrie still leaving. I'm uh, not Kyrie. Uh, Kawhi still leaving the the Raptors even after winning the championship, mm-hmm. going to L.A. but not for the Lakers, the Clippers. The Clippers. So that could be really interesting. That would be that would be really interesting. I don't know how I can. What the Clippers team would look like, you know what I mean.
0: You know, uh, Patrick Beverly's a free agent. I don't know who else they
1: have. But the I mean, jazz, Beverly
0: is the heart of that team. I feel the like. Jazz could
1: get Patrick Beverly. I'd probably be oh. okay with that.
0: Well, because we got Conley now, we don't need Beverly, but well, I wouldn't I,
1: mind. Could I have a backup. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. The Jazz traded from Mike Conley. Yes, we haven't officially shared that, but. Um, yeah, the Jazz, they're, they're letting Ricky Rubio walk, mm-hmm. and they traded three players and two draft picks for Mike Conley, who's a really good player. Oh, yeah. He is a great point guard. Yeah.
0: He, he's been hampered by some injuries, yeah. and so his stats don't reflect his abilities. Mm-hmm. But when he plays, he balls out.
1: Yeah. He shoots a good percentage. He's left-handed. He's uh, everything they say. They say he's a pro's pro. Great. He's an
0: Excellent Great. defender, mm-hmm.
1: and so he'll fit in well with the Jazz and Quinn Snyder's mm-hmm. things with that. So, let so the Jazz will they'll have Conley and Mitchell in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. They'll have Gobert in the middle. Joe Ingles will be a wing, and then potentially Derek Favors. Yeah. I'm sure the Jazz aren't done with moves or anything, but right there, those those three—Conley, Mitchell, and Gobert—is are those three like a big three? Can those can they lead? lead you to a deep playoff run to a championship
0: they can lead you to a deep playoff run championship it's tough so many people are combining up i don't know if you can take the championship yeah but i'm like they're a small market big three yeah you don't get a lot of small market teams that have a big three
1: well is toronto a small market i mean like i know they're a big city and stuff but i feel like they're more of a small market you'd want to say that but I, i think they qualify as big when is the last who's the last small market team to win um, man, that's hard to say. Cause I, Would you do the Pistons?
0: I would say the Pistons. Pistons Detroit probably? Yeah, Detroit was, you know. And that was just a wacky year. Because Houston's, I would say, They're a big huge. market in like 95. Yeah. Um, the
1: Spurs, they were kind of small San market-ish. Antonio
0: was a small market. But then so they kind of
1: grew into a big market.
0: Yeah, after. well, and I'm just, uh, demographics of the area. Right, you know?
1: well, San Antonio's still one of the largest cities in the nation.
0: Like how? Where would they rank? That? You want me to look this up, Louis? You know, I'm just asking. I'm not a Texas expert. Try to avoid that state.
1: Population of San Antonio, Texas. But see, like, um,
0: 1.4 million. New Orleans. They say that one's a small market too. New Orleans. Nolens. I yes. didn't say it right. Nolens.
1: Uh, um. Home of beignets. Yes. Have you ever had a beignet? I have not. They are. I, I, need, I need to have a beignet. They are very good.
0: Yeah. i heard Antonio, they are similar to Funnel Cake.
1: San Antonio is the second largest city in the state after Houston. But, like, in the population U.S., like. I can't find a ranking right now, Lewis. Okay. But, point is. Um, You're going to qualify them as a big market. Well, I did, they were kind of like small. Anyway, they're right on the border. Yeah. Anyway. Um, jazz, big three. Is that all they need? Do they need no? They need more. What do they, they need? need? They need a so they, they shooting defender wing. Like, so so they got they address the shooting poor shooting from the point guard. Yeah, fixed check.
0: Yeah, what you really need is a defensive specialist who can shoot. Okay, like Jay Crowder in his prime, like his Celtics days, like a consistent three point shooter who really is focusing on D. That's what they need.
1: Jay Crowder, like. I think last year, like Jay Crowder, is the typical Jay Crowder. Like yeah. that, that's what he was for the Celtics. Yeah, he had that one good year where he probably shot a little bit above average. Mm-hmm. But like last year, like that's where you're gonna get with Jay Crowder no matter where you go. Yeah. Right. Um. But I think yeah, the Jazz they still need to address the shooting. Which I mean, I would say the
0: best person you could say who is a wing who can shoot and defend is mm-hmm. Clay Thompson. Jazz will never get him. No, But, no, that but would, like that is the that style of play you need.
1: Big, big three. Yeah. Right.
0: that is the the style of play you need. Because the Warriors put Thompson on the best person they need to guard. I mean, right. Thompson. It was Thompson's job to guard Kawhi. Right next to Andre Iguodala. Maybe they could get Andre Iguodala.
1: He's not a real good shooter though. No, he is not. No, he's not. Danny Green would be really good. Danny Green, yes. But he's he who's probably wanted elsewhere. Yeah. Um, Side note, San Antonio's seventh largest city in the nation. Ah,
0: okay. So then maybe they
1: could be... Qualifies as a big market.
0: They could be a big market. Uh,
1: Bigger than San Francisco, which is further down the list. Anyway, really? Yeah. Wow. That might be like San Francisco proper.
0: California, it's just... How big is San Francisco?
1: The my, Bay Area is My huge, daughter right?
0: loves to watch Cloudy with a chance of meatballs and in that show they call San Francisco San Fran Jose with like San Jose oh, yeah, it's a, roped it's in a, there.
1: It's a fictional Yeah. It's
0: a fictional but like, story. But they like rope like San Jose in that oh, area yeah. in the fictional story. And I'm like, I can see people doing that and calling it a big market. Nice. It's you yeah, know yeah. all of
1: that. Um the NBA draft happened tonight. And Zion Williamson went number one. No, no surprise. No, no surprise there. John Moran went number two. That, that That is probably key in the jazz getting Mike Conley. That is true. That is because key. Why? Went to the Memphis Grizzlies. They had the number two pick, and they're like, oh, we're going to pick John Moran. We're going to move on from Mike Conley. Well, I was going to say, I think most of our listeners probably don't even know who John Moran is. It's true. Well, if they listen to our March Madness podcast. Did we even talk about John Moran on it? I'm sure we, we did. It? I don't know. But we should have. Um,
0: I mean, he he had a killer tournament. Yeah. And a killer year. I think he
1: yeah, was almost he was good year, the highest. Round. He averaged 20 and 10. Yeah. First college player to do that ever. 10 assists, mm-hmm. that is. Um, and, yeah, he had a great... They didn't make it. They only won the first round, right? Um, no, they went a couple
0: rounds, I think. It's okay. been so long, man. That it was March. So okay. we
1: don't, we don't worry about how far they went. Yeah, but Murray State,
0: though. It's a smaller
1: yeah. school. Yeah. John Moran, he's awesome. Um, R.J. Barrett went number three. Yeah. Interesting note.
0: mhm. Um Zion Williamson and John Moran grew up together. Played on the same really? AAU team. And then Zion Williamson played with R.J. Barrett. They said it's probably the first time that the number one pick knew the number two pick and number three pick his whole life. Wow.
1: That is... Very interesting. So
0: there you go. There's your weird
1: interesting tip tip. fact of the day. Yeah. Um and yeah, so the NBA draft just wrapped up. Were there any surprises or anything that you saw, Ryan, that you could think of? Um, a lot of trades. Yeah. A lot of trades. A lot of um lot of um trades. because kind of go with
0: that, uh, Anthony Davis from the Pelicans got traded to the Lakers. Right, right, right. And so they picked up the number four pick. So everyone's like, ooh, who are they going to get? But the Pelicans turned around and traded that pick and picked up two other first-round picks, but I think they even traded one of those. Yeah, There's just so many trades of, of pick swapping have been happening today. Yeah. People been, moving up to get certain players they wanted.
1: It's been pretty wild. I think one thing that kind of surprised me I mean, I have no idea what the Phoenix Suns are doing.
0: Oh, man, everyone's wondering what the heck they're doing. They keep on
1: drafting guards.
0: Well, and they, they keep have, trading like, away people for, like, I can't remember who they picked with. a I think they traded for, like, the 11th pick. With the, They had the 6th and traded with Minnesota. And whoever they picked for the 11th, is, he was from UNC, and yeah, the, everyone Cameron had Johnson. him, yeah. like, way down on their boards. Yeah, he was the
1: was late first-rounder. Yeah. And he took him number 11. And so everyone's
0: kind of wondering, like, like what the, the heck are you do. doing? Yeah. A guy who would have been easily available way down.
1: Yeah. And they got, um, they picked Ty Jerome for Virginia, who's a good player. But, like, I, doesn't he play the same position as Devin Booker? Or, like, I mean, I, Jerome can play a little bit more point. He can
0: play point, but he's not a pure point. Uh, no, most people it, were kind of like, he. his game needs work.
1: Yeah. And so. Anyway, so that was kind of surprising to yeah. me. Um, and
0: they traded away some other players, picked up some other players just for, like, cash
1: considerations. Yeah. And the Jazz made their draft pick. They drafted Justin Wright Foreman from Hofstra, a point guard from Hofstra. And there we go. Whoever that is. So 53rd pick. 53rd pick. The only draft pick of the night for the yeah, Jazz.
0: Yeah, the Jazz traded away part of that Mike Connolly. Mm-hmm. Trade, we traded away our first round pick, yep. which
1: then ended up with the Thunder. Oh, the Jazz actually moved up and got, wait, they got the 50th pick also. Oh, hey. We'll so they got Jarrell Brantley. There you go. From Charleston. So, When it's the second uh,
0: round, it's tough because it's a lot of names of players that you're like, I don't remember watching you at all.
1: Yeah, name one second rounder that's playing in the NBA right now, right?
0: Actually, I can name a lot. Isaiah Here. Thomas
1: was the sixtieth, fifth last pick was. of the second round. But he's barely in the NBA
0: now. Uh he's on the Nuggets. He's, he's covered bar- injury he's issue. Um Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. Jazz man. He's the only one that I know. Draymond Green. He was a second rounder? He was a second rounder. Really? Thirty fifth, like one of the okay. top ones. Yeah. So still. Um and I wanna say Jimmy Butler, but I think Butler was the thirtieth, like okay. the last pick.
1: Okay. So yeah, he was a there's a later. few
0: other second round, but I still remember Isaiah Thomas was literally the last yeah. pick of it. And he's had a heck of a career for being for being
1: five, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. That's true.
0: So there's hope. And the Jazz meant Brian Russell was a second round pick. We've always loved Brian the Russell. The Jazz had
1: a strong streak of second round picks there for they, a while.
0: I when I was listening to them talk about the Jazz trade, they always talk about how it's always been a Utah formula that we build through drafts and trades. Yeah. We
1: don't sign free agents.
0: Yeah. No, I was kind of hoping We jazz, evaluate talent and draft it.
1: I was kind of hoping the Jazz would break that this year, you know, like get that sign that big free agent, Tobias Harris or whoever else, you know. But Again, we traded away because we got the guarantee.
0: In your opinion, trade. who was the biggest free agent we've ever signed?
1: Ever, I have no idea. Like, I can't even think of one. I could tell you, Carlos Boozer. Boozer, that's who it was. Yep. who was a second round pick by Cleveland?
0: What? No, he was yes, not. Yes, he se- was second round. He was a second rounder by Cleveland. I don't believe that. You're gonna challenge me? I am. Boozer was picked in the second round.
1: Boozer draft pick. He was the second round, 35th pick. Wow, who was in that draft? 2002? Oh, that was before LeBron, the year before. Wow. Because he was a stellar player at Duke. Yeah. Really good player, but...
0: I think he came out early. You know, a lot of those early declarations yeah. fall to the second.
1: Interesting. So, but yeah, I would say Boozer has... Yao been... Ming was the first pick. Jay uh, Williams, Mike Dunleavy Jr. Okay. Yeah, so I'd
0: say Boozer um, is the biggest name that Jazz have ever really signed true. as a free agent. That's true. So.
1: Well, doesn't say much for us then, does no. it?
0: <laughs> it's all through draft and yeah. trades. So this Mike Conley deal, a plus in my opinion. That's true.
1: That's true. So. Um, so moving forward, um, heading into this offseason, what do you expect to see? What do you want to happen? What do you expect to happen? In, Give me a one-minute summary of what you want to see happen. Focus on Jazz? Uh, anyway, NBA landscape, yeah.
0: Man, um,
1: I want to see... Or make some prediction. Okay. Some we'll predictions? Predictions. Where's Kevin Durant going to be playing next year?
0: My prediction is Durant's going to stay
1: with the Warriors. Really? Yeah. Okay. Where's Kyrie going to be playing?
0: Um, Kyrie's going to end up with the Knicks. The Knicks, not the Nets.
1: Yeah. Okay. Where is uh, Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard's going to stay in Toronto. Really? Mm-hmm. This is boring, right? now. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson will stay with the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Are the Lakers going to add anybody? The Lakers will
0: add someone that they'll overpay way too much for. Who? Something like Chris Middleton. You know,
1: bucks. <laughs> He just he just opted out. Yes, and he's restricted with with the intent to sign. Yeah. With so, Um, what's going to happen with the Sixers? Um, Tobias
0: Harris is going to leave. Jimmy Butler will stay. Okay. So
1: you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Not much is going to change the NBA. Big question
0: is what's going to happen down in
1: Houston. Ah, it's true. Those guys are both locked in, so that would have to become by trade. Chris right?
0: Paul and James Harden are not playing nice together, although no. they come out and say we are.
1: Did you say see um, Skip Bayless fall for the troll tweet? I heard. That I'm was not really fully, funny. Yeah. I'll have to show it to you. Anyway, um,
0: but what I really want to do, because the right now the odds of the Warriors winning next year are eleven to one. Really. And so I really want to run to like Wendover or Vegas. <laughs> I want to put a hundred dollars down now on the Warriors to win it next year, in the off chance that Durant comes back early from his like rehab for the playoffs and Thompson does too. There you go. And then they run it back, and I locked in eleven to one odds and I pick up eleven hundred dollars on my great. Win.
1: you can Venmo Ryan one hundred dollars to do that. I will be running to Windover. Ryan Lewis yeah. twenty two venmo i have no I idea know. if that's my vet i don't now. even know what that is <laughs> so but, um yeah so place your bets really like the next what is it by july 6th we J- should know
0: july 1st is the start
1: well yeah june 30th june 30th yeah but um yeah so we should but like all this should be pretty well set mm-hmm. by july Six the or seventh. Yeah. There, I know there's a deadline with the sixth on um, opt-ins. The, and, yeah, and the
0: sixth is guaranteed. the player options are guaranteed. So like the Jazz have been possibly thinking of letting go of favors and mm-hmm. opening up money to sign somebody. They have until the sixth to do that. To do that, yeah. So after that it's guaranteed he's on the books.
1: So we should know by then. That gives us a few weeks to figure all this out. Get some bets in. <laughs> That's right. Sweet. So thanks for listening to our occasional podcast talking about NBA. We'll try to be a little bit more consistent here.
0: Teaser for you for the next episode. Yes. Baseball season's coming up. Ah. Tampa Bay Devil Rays are looking to become a two-city team. Will
1: they still be in Tampa Bay? you got to yes. tease it. Oh. Will, will, they? They, will they still be the Tampa Bay Rays or something else? We will find out on our next episode All right. of
0: the Occasional
1: Sports Podcast. Right. Enjoy your occasional sports and our occasional podcast. Because when the roof caved in and the truth came out, I just didn't know what to do. But when I become a star, we'll be living so long I'll do anything for you. So tell me, girl, what you say?
0: Oh